three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you episode 207 is going to happen. And I didn't quite expect it to be this guest simply because this wasn't planned in the way that I had been planning all the episodes so far. This was more of a, let's do it. Should we do it? Let's do it. Can we do it tomorrow? Let's do it. Let's do it day after. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then it just became, let's do it 20 minutes from now. And here we are recording this podcast. And the person who I'm going to be speaking to, uh, we were just talking just before I started recording. We go way back. Like we were in school together. If I'm not wrong, I think we, we were in the same class in our 11th and 12th. But we were in the same school, I think, from ninth grade, eighth standard or ninth standard. So the camaraderie that we have got built in our 11th and 12th, which is when it was a slightly smaller class with a few people. So we got to interact a lot more. You can say like 200 students who gave their 10th grade together got distilled to 30 students who sit in the same school to do their 11th and 12th. And we were part of those 30 students. So we got to know each other a lot. And the kind of stories we were discussing is, you know, like, we had fun back in school, like, uh, like the teach, like we had a maths uh, teacher in 11th and 12th who we didn't really enjoy studying under, not her fault. We just hated the subject. And I remember if we ever had a math class after a short break, which is your breakfast or lunch break, we would never go to class. We would fucking run to the field with the football and play. And just with five or 10 minutes of the class left, we would run to the class and say, sorry, sorry, you were having biryani. So it got late because they gave the food late. So that's um, the that's the background we come from, uh, giving our, our 12th grade boards together and then not being in touch after for too long and then finally today doing a podcast together um, without wasting any more time. Mr. Soryadeep Boomba Singh Gupta, welcome to Anwar Pramanik's early night show. What's up, what's up, Anwar? It's been way too long, actually. Uh, yeah, we, we've met, we bumped into each other on the Bangalore streets, but it's been again, what's up? Hey, hello. And then Bangalore wave. Hey, Macha, what's up, bro? Like, like, like that. And kind of, you know, and obviously, when I saw you in 2012, compared to 2016, when we met in between, you were a transformed man in terms of you had lost weight, you were working on yourself, you were looking fitter than before uh, compared to what I had seen in 2012. Uh, so, Kudos for you to that great job on that. It takes a lot of effort. Um, and yeah, things move on from there. So. Okay, I don't want this. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I really do because it uh, means a lot that you notice that. But at the same time, I don't want this podcast to be about me. <laughs> I think people have seen my ugly mug enough. <laughs> They've heard me okay. enough. Um, okay. So let's get to know you. So, sorry, Deep, even like... Uh, I know what you do in passing only. So why don't you tell us where you are right now, what you're doing um, and what you've been doing for the last one or two years that have got you where you are. Like, take it away. The floor is yours. Sure. So I'm currently completing my master's in cybersecurity at like University of Maryland, which is closely very located to DC. So yeah, I'm like 20 minutes away from the White House. You can say any large protest that goes on. The first call I get is like, were you there in that protest? And I'm like, no, I was not. Right. So, so if the US government is watching, I am very sorry if someone <laughs> looking like me is there, but I am not there. Right? So, but anyways, jokes apart. But yeah, so I'm currently with uh, at Maryland. I'm finishing up my master's, uh, mostly looking to join again the workforce. Uh, 
I'm not going to disclose any employers right now because again, there are certain like legal issues that I don't want to be. NDAs. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, looking to forward to join the workforce, and mostly with cybersecurity, my end goal is right now to be giving back to the community, helping people both from a journey of like, okay, if you want to do a master's or a PhD in the US, what are the ways out? Uh, and honestly, try to do it free of cost. My personal masters for almost three semesters has been free. As in, I've paid for my own masters, which is like a big proud moment for me. And I want people to utilize that opportunity as well, uh, because I know the kind of loan, the kind of stress people get through, uh, specifically coming from India to US and finding jobs, finding house, all of that is really painful. Um, so it's not just grades, like how we put it in India. It's your overall profile and overall personality that the university looks at. So that's kind of my current thing that I'm working with. So I work with a lot of my classmates in that aspect, trying to build certain pages, trying to create cyber awareness all over. Uh, while we can show our sort of trade skills to the community as well. So they can understand, okay, here is a group of people from this college, they're trying to build this entire setup, right? So they collaborate with us and, you know, we build that entire ethical system, secure system, which we call in computing. Uh, so, that, uh, yeah, go ahead. So all of that started by accident, I would say. I wanted to do a master's, as in I wanted to go abroad since I was in 12, actually. Uh, I don't remember if you know that me, Jaiman, Vishaka, all of us like gave us that exams together around that same time, right? In that only like Vishaka left and all of us stayed back because again, 1.5 crore, I'm telling you 1.5 crore, even if my parents are earning well, even if I'm, I'm, I'm well established from a financial standpoint is scary, specifically to a 17 year old kid, right? It is scary. Uh, when you have that much amount of money that needs to be pumped in for your education, it's not easy. So figuring out ways around that was a big thing. Uh, plus my first love, which I say, cyber is my second love. First love of uh, playing sport, being involved in like the Indians, India's biggest game of cricket was also there. That 2012 to 2016 is my time. I'm going to work so hard that I at least like not only get to go to the NCA, but also break into the India under 19 cricket team, whatever it might be, just by sheer talent and my hard work and my dedication, right? I just had like those four, three or three years, work hard. It's again, it was a gamble in a way. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, okay, you move on from there. Um, that was the kind of thing. But again, there was a lot of work done before that as well, like in my 10th, in my ninth, you would remember in my 10th, we went for a tour to Delhi, right? Three boards coming up, we went for a tour to Delhi. We came back from a tour to Delhi, right? And and people were like, dude, you guys are crazy. Who goes to a tour to was Delhi? Was this the team where Akhilesh and Ahmed were in the team? No, that's the year before. Okay. okay. Uh, that was when I was in ninth. Uh, okay. But in 10th, when we went to Delhi, it was me, Siddharth, Anmol, Bipin, uh, all of those guys who traveled together. Ah, oh, Bipin was in the cricket team, right? Yes, 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 yes. So it was it was funny that me, Bipin and Tejesh, as in, sorry, Tejas. I have another friend called Tejesh and I keep using Tejesh. Tejas, me, 
and Bipin were like the three fast bowlers of the team in my 10th grade. Uh, and believe it or not, I was the slowest one compared to Tejas, Tejas and Bipin, right? And I was getting more wickets and Bipin used to be like, what is this? Like, how is he getting wickets? Like, what's he doing? So Bipin did the hard work for me. He set the platform of scaring the person up. All I just do is put it in the right place and oh, yes, thank you, right? Uh, so, so let's let me uh, let me break that like with a few bunch of follow up questions. So uh, so that like there's a little bit more context. Uh, let's first talk about your college, your university, where that university is at, and what you're doing at that university. Um, university of Maryland. You said you're studying cyber. You're doing your masters in cybersecurity. Help me understand what what is the day in the life of pre-COVID and post-COVID, what was the day in the life of university? What would you guys do? How would campus work? And what is it like now? What are the kind of projects you work on? What are the kind of um, things you get to study? What are the kind of lecturers who come to your venue? What is the kind of exposure you get to the cybersecurity world as it is? Like, has anyone from Facebook visited you guys and stuff like that? Makes sense. Yes. So 2019, August is when I arrived. Uh, the place that I came to is called College Park. So it's like a small town, which is a complete college. Like it's only youngsters that are like around, in and around. Yeah, kind of, but three times the campus size of Manipal, right? Uh, where you've got stadiums, you've got stadium lights, like imagine a Chinnaswamy stadium inside your own campus, right? Uh, and it can hold the same amount of audience as Chinnaswamy stadium, like 70,000, 80,000 people, right? So that's kind of the uh like that's kind of the breadth and length and it's a huge college uh it got like on an average forty thousand students uh in around i would say 30 to 40 streams of like academia including science politics literature law everything medical name it they have it so my day-to-day life pre-covid was mostly go to lectures in the evening because the course that I was in is a professional master's. So it also has people who come in from their workforce to upskill themselves and like study at night kind of a thing. So the professors I also had was also from the industry. So folks who are at like the university who are doing like nothing day-to-day life as their like day-to-day job. Um, then, and all in all, everyone in and around the I would say Maryland, specifically people from Microsoft and Facebook used to come to just like discuss research and what's new and, and what's happening, what's going to happen as a trend change. What's uh, the coolest thing you have learned about the tech world while at your university? Tell me this one fucking thing that you learned or you came to realize or you got exposed to or some, or in just passing, you got to see how it works and you're like, Holy fucking shit. I never knew that. And that's something that everyone who's watching, including me, would be like, holy fucking shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So something that I really loved, uh, and I'm still like a very, like, I would say, uh, a novice in that field, is technically reviewing assembly level language. So I give a context to what assembly level language is. Uh, we understand that the program, as in you write a program on a computer console, and you press a run button in it executes the program, right? Now, there is something like a compiler and interpreter that does certain computer level translation, right? Now, each of this is like a connected process. Now, 
one process can be broken and i can put some malicious thing on that layer because oh. there is no verification that happens right and that's how that and it gave me the impetus because that's how malware gets created uh 2017 is when ransomware was very like popular right people used to just like uh and ransomware is something in which like people just used to encrypt your system and ask you for bitcoins so bitcoin is like a growing thing so one bitcoin might be 50000 rupees currently way more than that i don't know yeah yeah it's like 50000 dollars yeah i think it's 50000 dollars right i think it's in the yeah yeah correct yeah so they might ask 10 bitcoins and uh i guess we'll talk about this a little later about dark web just a little quick intro about dark web and we will uh, talk about it little later not to, i don't want to be talking about dark web with this because it's like the gamut will become so huge that i will lose context and then things will go haywire so yeah news so that kind of gave me the impetus of how malwares work and while malwares work how you can use systems to check for malwares in a proactive way and that's something that i'm very much interested in how would you define malware to a 5 year old kid like i love the i love the concept of describing complex things in basic fundamentals so i understand it as clearly as you do so i would say a simple way of putting malware up would be that here is one particular steps that we are supposed to be doing like you go to a bank and also you go to a bank you go to a store you buy a chocolate and you come as in you pay the shopkeeper and you come out right this is on pre covid post covid i think it's qr store and, and like a lot of text stuff yeah let's keep it simple so pre covid any any anything pre post covid starts with first wear your mask yeah correct <laughs> and and i do vouch people to get vaccinated i have gotten my first dose of vaccine so i am very pro people getting vaccinated as soon as possible let's defeat this covid thing and you know let's bring back life to normal please it will help all of us <laughs> i'm telling you going to a hospital and staying in a hospital is is very boring and very annoying i'm i'm more of an anti vaxxer uh get it get it man wearing a, it. this is a mind control device slogan on my mask <laughs> that's, that's fine but get get your vaccine you can you can have your opinion you, we can we can have a democratic discussion about it but yeah i think let's it. let's leave the vaccine for maybe the end of the podcast or maybe the next podcast because i'm i'm more interested in the data part of it yeah so so yeah so basically you go to a, you go to the store you pick up your uh, uh, like chocolate and you pay the shopkeeper right shoplifting is one kind of malware attack so the shopkeeper is not aware so imagine this we have four people let's just name like alice bob tom sam right let's not be bring people off our friends circle and like oh they they will like why have you told us like shop like shoplifters so anyways alice bob sam and uh, eve all go together right um and uh, one one picks up you know the chocolate or whatever they want to pick up right now the shopkeeper thinks that he is making sale correct but his numbers don't show the sale correct that's what a malware does it will eat up some of your information it will mostly publish it in an unauthorized way and by unauthorized the technical term that i used is without your uh, notice right and you will feel that things are going fine but it is not so that's how malware operates there are lot of versions of malware something called a worm there's something called a trojan uh, and many more 
So um, I, I think there are five kinds, but yeah. So that is something that we'll have to be working on. I like working on because trust me, when people make software, they didn't understand that this is the kind of growth, especially with IoT and the mobile boom that we went through of people having like a smartphone and touchscreen. Good. When IoT comes into picture, it's legit going to be like a Jetsons cartoon that you and me will be traveling within pods, even between like uh, like different different countries. So that's kind of an innovation that I foresee in the future. What do you like, see your do... role in in that space, and how much of that is something your college is teaching you right now? So my space would be more from a building a safe com- computing. Uh, imagine this. My work would be more from automation perspective how you have a security guard sitting in front of your apartment giving you that assurance of security right obviously physically it won't be possible because there are so many computers as electronics is being built there'll be an autonomous way as in there'll be a program that verifies those things seamlessly i don't want it to be again i'll give a simple example here traveling in an international flight let's say in an abroad country the security check in an airport is much lesser it's just one security check while in india it's like four or five security checks right you go through the check in you go to the people they verify everything right in, in in any first world country like australia us europe it's smooth you arrive one hour early before your flight you still catch it in india if you arrive as in, in bangalore i know if i arrive one hour before my flight my security check standing in front of that huge queue might just make me miss my flight right so so that's how that's how things are right the more autonomous the thing is it helps user experience and if it helps user experience it's better to get better feedback so so build a safe computing world is somewhere i want to be at uh, and giving people that assurance that you know what you have invested your money right you are doing the right thing from technology we're not we're not creating corrupt systems or we're not going to be creating something that breaks the society or like polarizes the society in a way that things are you know so you don't I, have like fight so if i want yeah, if i have to sum it up you can say you're trying to create an ecosystem where um you can correct me if i have not phrased it properly okay you're trying to create a system where mankind does not create a computational ecosystem where bad or unethical uh, computational practices can be done so you're like Correct. pretty much you're saying that you want to be the you want to be like a uh, the person who internet provides police. yeah the internet police pro- provides private security at a nightclub yeah internet police but with not me having like it has happens with police with what me having a lot of power in general there's no centralized like power, power basically yeah yeah there's no power with me again i i keep using the quote of power is very corrupting so power is not with me it's with the people that they are like it's with the people that are using the computing right my job is just you know to give them the right directions of what needs to be done and keep the bad actors away so so bad actors stay away so people are more safe and secure in that so in this case do you see yourself more of a policy maker and a guidelines maker and this thing or do you see yourself how how do you see yourself do you see yourself as a dude who will make the policies which every compute 
कंप्यूटर डेवलपर हार्डवेयर मैनुफैक्चर सॉफ्टवेयर मैनुफैक्चर सॉफ्टवेयर डेवलपर साइबर नेट स्पेस मेकर डेटा सेंटर्स एवरीवन हैव टू फॉलो दोज पॉलिसीज डू यू सी योर सेल्फ एज दैट और डू यू सी योर सेल्फ एज अ सीईओ ऑफ अ कंपनी दैट मेक्स अ टूल और दैट मेक्स एन आईपी और दैट मेक्स समथिंग लाइक ब्लूटूथ व्हिच डिवाइसेस अक्रॉस द वर्ल्ड आर यूजिंग व्हिच विल हेल्प प्रोटेक्ट देम एंड प्रोटेक्ट द सिस्टम्स दैट दे आर रनिंग ऑन व्हाट डू यू सी योर सेल्फ डूइंग करेक्ट सो द सेकंड लिटिल बिट ऑन द सेकंड साइड मोस्टली एज लाइक अ डेवलपर प्रोडक्ट दैट कैन हेल्प बिकॉज़ policies are something as any document or any policy needs upgrade generally right uh, product is easier to make it transferable between people uh, because you can train them on the same skill you know they can take it over from there because mm-hmm. at one point of time my life will end i, I can't just keep doing and uh, i won't be keep i won't be able to do the same thing that i do when i'm 27 26 obviously when i'm 40 45 50 i will be little slower in my approach mm-hmm. so with that in mind my my ways again again i'm more 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 and more concerned towards how ai is getting embedded into most of our work and ai because it's driven by algorithm and by algorithm i mean like it's a set of instructions that it learns from us and what we do uh that it does not go into a bad space because skynet technology yeah like technology technically has it doesn't become like an Uh, if i if i have to give a, like an analogy over here uh, for marvel it does not become an ultron right we created jarvis with the point of it giving us feedback of what we are doing wrong from a decision making standpoint but it does not change into jarvis sorry it does not change into ultron saying that you know what humans are messed up which we truly are in terms of certain decisions we make but uh, let me correct the society by things by eliminating things or by dividing people up so that's a very big problem that we'll have that's with, if we, uh, go ahead yeah that's problem that we'll have with ai uh, being implemented so more or less look for that it has been achieved good thing is it's been achieved before so the airplanes that we use currently has that level of automation in it the only thing that the pilot needs to do these days again i'm not a pilot so again it's a great job it's it's a it's a very like top notch job and people do great thing but more or less what i understand from a systems perspective is that when the flight is on air uh it's completely on autopilot and they just make sure that the controls and the systems are working all smoothly right so um, if i have to put it rightly uh, again this is no disrespect to any pilot or that in fact i have an interview with atul choudhry who is an indigo pilot oh, nice. in like nice, two, nice. Uh, next to next weekend uh, so this will be a good point to bring up with him um what i'm asking is you would say that pilots today are less navigating the aerospace than navigating the instruments of the plane yes so other than the takeoff and the landing which they are more sort of which is minimal uh because we don't have as in we don't have systems with that level of intelligence to understand how to land in different variables again because the variable space by variable i mean environment uh, the road structure potholes wind speed exactly right so all of that is unknown to them right so you can't put that in a program and you know run it, it just doesn't work like that you need to isolate certain things and put it all together so yeah exactly how as you said uh when they are in air they are more concerned about the healthcare of the system right and and as in the cockpit things are going fine perfect you know you will land safely to whatever destination like point a to point b you're going it's all automated so we have achieved it in one place 
all we need to do is make sure we find ways to keep that moving forward in a way that we have that level of you know uh, prosperity in our society it's kind of like sustainability thing that we move forward give the next generation the opportunity you know to take it and innovate in their own Uh, so I, i didn't quite get this point so you're saying basically that um that creating systems and the systems working well gives room for the next generation to develop those systems more is that what you're trying to say yeah 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 so because at one point of time the systems that we develop will get kind of like the job gets boring you know what is done people right now a 5 year old kid or a 6 year old kid already know what's what an app is and how the app runs right uh, so there is good amount of exposure so mm-hmm. if there's an early exposure to these things they know okay how to use it what are the right ways of and here comes the importance of using it to the right way so if we give them that kind of an education it's not only children it's both like adults as well you give them the right level of education and awareness you are good to go to use your computers for whatever work you want to instead you will be helping to save a lot of time and spending a lot of time either with your family or doing things that you like are really passionate about like and like it could be sports it could be music things will be like there's an infinite world that you can innovate so you're saying that that um if i have to put it if i have to put in a sentence it's quite like saying um computing is the future when you give when someone needs to operate a fire extinguisher the level of guidelines and the level of uh, the way of operating it is so systematically defined that you're saying that if someone needs to be using computers and smartphones and the internet and social media also they need to be trained on those guidelines first it's like in the in, in india they never train you on traffic laws they just want you to fucking mug those things up so you can get your license and leave in 2 weeks but i would say in europe or at least in a lot of countries like uh, maybe not france but switzerland and where driving is not a luxury not a commodity but it's it's a right that's earned in those countries and like i believe that people who drive they don't see it as ki main gaadi mein baith ke ja raha hu but they see it as i need to make sure that i operate the car in a certain way maintain road discipline traffic because they don't see it as getting from point a to point b only they see it as getting to point a to point b like you said in the right way yeah so i will summarize i will shorten that entire word saying that like whatever you it's like kind of our like ancestors have spoken about it like you have a computer you have a laptop it's a privilege right so driving is a privilege so treat it as a privilege automatically your humbleness and your sense of responsibility will grow and we can use the spiderman quote here and that's why i say cybersecurity is very fictional <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility it does it does yeah right so so like uncle ben kudos to you you know <laughs> we are all the peter parkers we try to like uh, make the world a better place yeah. cool so this helps me understand where you come from um now I want to talk a little bit more about the second point which you mentioned which is that um you enjoy or you like the idea of helping people who might want to study abroad and might not have the growth hacks or the insights to know how they can do it cheaply efficiently and with better returns on the money that they are putting in 
I want I want to hear more. Okay. I want you to like tell us a little bit more about that. So that kind of stems with me with my entire thinking of coaching classes. That like coaching classes, the kind of money they they sort of flush out of parents' pockets is is not legitimate. We need to we need to legitly govern that. Like I'm not trying to say from a political standpoint, but I'm trying to be very honest because when I studied, um, making certain th- things from a school perspective was fine. but going to a coaching class and them exploiting that aspect uh, from a monetary standpoint or from a uh, financial standpoint is not correct right yes they do have the earn to write obviously but by saying that i'm going to give uh, i don't earn them loan yeah kind of like yeah they have the right to earn but more or less my work is my thought is that you don't they get to dictate that but that you know your son is a 90% and i was talking to a friend of mine before we joined this conversation in the us and it's not only in the us in europe also this is the same b people score 90% right they have that people who score 90% specifically going to research like go into an mit go into a stanford go into a princeton you know and do legit level of great work and they kind of categorize them as like the like the niche skilled people who are going to like be a nobel again i don't want to be a nobel laureate but they will be moving in that kind of a uh, line in our case people who get 90% in our schools are still studying in a higher 3 college right people are now going to iit again there are huge gaps in that entire system because of the division in financial states in india in general and what i also believe is education is the best way to uplift people on their particular standard of living to a better standard of living right that's one way if we want india to be um, sort of um, progressing as a developed country kind of that's i think a 2010 kind of a dialogue but yeah, no one uses no no i get what you're saying but, yeah but education is the right way and and trust me i really love visiting kerala for that that reason because of the amount of literacy they have right so uh, it's amazing with the amount of literacy and how they how they basically manage uh, you know people being educated there having the right level, level of information sharing and those right again every place has their own pros and cons but yeah i don't want it to be that you know you pay me 6 lakhs or 10 lakhs and it's going to be i'm going to get your son 90% but end goal when they come into the real world zero <laughs> what's mm. the point right even if an iit person comes in comes out of iit is not able to deliver with the kind of you know quality that they come in and, and that's something which we need to really work and balance it out again right that's a philosophy that i believe in obviously i can't put it into practice uh Like in, into a country, it's really hard for me to do it in that way. But yeah, I'm hope, hoping that the like people like Bijou's and things don't create fake advertisements. Again, I have again nothing against Bijou's or any online teaching platform. Certain ones I really enjoy. Udemy and Coursera have free availabilities, and I really enjoy that. Right? Bijou should also be thinking about those aspects. It's not just marketing and your profit figures. but it's also to see how my community is moving forward that is very very key right so yeah i just has a very good investor of facebook so you shouldn't worry about that, i guess i would say that um, uh, for my basic understanding i would say khan academy is more uh, yeah yeah in yep. that free right. education for all space whereas yes. byju's is more that i will get you i will make sure your kid gets to that college that's the space so, there sure. i think Here comes the mentality that that we are that we've been growing up in, right? Anything that is free, 
we think scam karega like mm. i use hindi here but like we generally don't trust the person that why are giving it for free we don't value there it some, enough either yeah there is some there is some glitch in this right uh unlike us when we were kids you know we found like a pirated game we used to be so happy obviously there there, there used to be a lot of problems inside that as well like there is virus in my system and and all of those like <laughs> problems used to come into picture but those malware but, we were talking about came from those series only yes exactly correct so <laughs> so so that entire process that we need to make things free and when we make it free we need to make it available for all uh, it's not like hey you are you have resources available as in time money uh, people in contact that you get in with it's not just that it's just in general right break the thing of division like you have this privilege i don't have this privilege no if that person qualifies perfect go ahead right again india is a big country and and the problem comes because it's a big country it's hard to put it all together yeah you need to be a legit gandhi ji to do that you can't it it takes huge leadership capability so even he couldn't do it like half of south, like all of south india was like against him so yeah i know i i get where you're coming so that's my main sort of theme that you know education is something that is a very powerful tool uh, used correctly can give a lot of people what they're looking for in their life understood um, so now just building on that so i've understood the philosophy of where you're coming from uh help me understand what you did that made your journey into studying abroad uh less of a hassle than a lot of people would ideally go through like you told me right 1.5 cr as a 17 year old you can't even comprehend how many months of salaries that is how many zeros are there in 1.7 also i didn't know that yeah how many zeros are there that also we don't know so yeah, what are your so views I, like what did you do how did you get what was your journey into getting um, so for me again i wanted to always study abroad and uh, leave the house kind of a thing it was like a culture in my my house also that leave the house live on your own not specifically go abroad but stay on your, your own, own see man, how it kind of thing but yeah kind of like that like uh, hindi term would be dono pair pe khade ho kind of like a point right so i said fair enough uh, so i was trying for it again because i was i had my feet in two boats that is sports like i was so passionate and i don't know like a lot of folks in ryan might 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 have seen that and sports and cricket specifically cricket i was like 100% like invested in if there's a cricket game even in like night 2 o'clock i will be ready with my kit and everything i'll come to the ground and i'll begin my game i have i have i was at that level of dedication so that kind of gave me the point saying that okay uh, if this doesn't work out because i had 3 years mostly to figure it out and thank you uh, this is 2016 will, to 19 2000 no 2012 to 15 okay okay so i was playing well i i wouldn't say i was playing bad i was playing well uh i was getting like university level opportunities i was getting to go to a, like go to like the karnataka cricket like state state cricket association chinnaswamy stadium which is also known as uh interact with players understand my weaknesses in game play like a lot of games and figure out what's happening right but i also knew that if this didn't work out in the future and it didn't because i met like with a sports injury 
which is very critical and that gave, gave me another shock saying that 65000 just to fix two small bones in my spine was like a big like how did you get that injury that's exactly. just like stress stress work like you you put your your body to so much load go to a gym so my life cycle was like this you wake up at 6 6:30 you reach college right you train again in college in the afternoon you come back from college around like 7 7:30 you hit the gym again so there was less of me giving my body time to rest to recover it's very important as a sportsman and and we were discussing this earlier that india needs to specifically for talking about sports india needs to imbibe specific football and with cricket which which are like enduring enduring sports uh, how to understand to give your body rest uh, both physically and mentally because studies take a lot of pressure mentally so imagine the exhaustion a 15 year old or a 13 year old kid goes through right it is torturous uh, and you need them to understand that entire process uh, a little better because they don't have that maturity to make decisions on their own right yeah of course so they just doing That's things with coach correct okay so so again coaches are more sports oriented not, not like very highly uh, you know understanding the mechanics of academics completely like what would be a best way of you to get a job and all this is not known to them because they have not gone through that process again okay. the exposure thing so we were discussing in the first point right if you expose people to it again and again we know what needs to be done we've been exposed to covid currently so much we know what needs to be done from a precautionary standpoint it's the same thing right now so to that to 20 cut cut short to 2016 i have a broken back i sit for interviews and here comes comes along onstein young which is like a financial company saying that you know what we do consultancy and we do something in cybersecurity and i'm like okay uh, i qualified for that kind of a job as well as in my grades were fine the the pre screening test that they had i i went through that as well so before that any company i gave interview i gave interviews to like 12 to 13 companies at at the like at pes that the, that's the university that i studied in uh, in bangalore um and everyone rejected me saying that you're a sportsman tum chhod ke chale jaoge like legit like that's how the hr told me that you're working 8 hours and then training 4 hours right and then the next 8 hours you're trying to sleep your schedule is packed i if i make you work obviously and companies are uh, completely you know uh, like have the authority and the right to make that sort of a decision and if i make you work 10 hours or 12 hours it's going to have a domino effect to the rest of the things that are planned out in my day to day activity because for me it's 24 hours i want to make use of that again with the thought that if that i play india if if and i spoke to a lot of top guys uh, like we had anil kumle come down to a university once we had rahul dravid uh, come to my academy once and then, you know we had the opportunity to exchange ideas and he said you can you can make it but it will be a short stint i might be like a pravin kumar oh who, yeah who plays yeah who plays for it who you who, who, but again don't take it with the uh, ambition saying that oh i played india or a couple of games right keep that as a passion that you want to keep improving that's the main Uh, and that's where i understood their psychology how they were in life you know how they see things in life and that's a fucking insane red pill to get from dravid yeah you know where I he's know. telling you on your face that this is the realistic scene boss yes yeah so uh he's like 
everyone doesn't make it it's like 11 people or 15 people you make it in the top 30 that's a great achievement actually we don't highlight it because it's not on tv right youtube was not big then but it is it is a huge thing for a lot of people who make it in that space as well uh, not just for me and just in general right and sport in general requires a lot of financial it's not easy i remember the amount of money that i had to require and i was lucky that my coaches and the teams that i used to play with that they used to support that from a financial standpoint then you know you don't have to go to your parents although i did go back to my parents and ask saying that you know i have to pay for this but it's a discounted amount because uh, my gloves or my shoes or my bat is broken right i can't mm. go with that and play that um so so things worked out in that way so 2016 ui comes i get hired I learned about cybersecurity. It's basically this. I did not choose the field; the field chose me. Honestly speaking, right? It chose me, and it's by accident. And in any place that I speak to with people as well, you tell them the same. I, yeah, it's it's an honest truth. I can't I can't deny it, right? So, so let me ask you a me. question. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to know this. You can choose not to answer this question because I want to. I'll, I'll ask you a little invasive question. did you you can rephrase the question if if i have not phrased it correctly sure. did you in 2016 give up on your cricket yes if, if i have to answer it in one word i would say yes so give up with a pinch of salt so i had a lot of friends back then as well and and you know what they said is are you sure like like you know it's like when you go through a divorce kind of a thing and they ask you like are you 100% sure because it's there is a there is a huge emotional Uh, and, a, and a mental sort of trauma you generally suffer because here is something you've been a nine-year-old kid like I saw the World Cup in two thousand three of India playing the final I was hooked I was hooked like crazy that's the one we and, lost to Australia right yeah that's correct right and I watched it till the last ball that India like what's happening is India winning India not winning what's the, we can still make it come on in, and have no understanding of match like one over six balls you can only hit six sixes. everything was possible in that age right like we can do it just keep going right that that's like the passion that I have. <laughs> so with that kind of hooked me up and then i'm like yeah you know what that kid of mine still lives and and so still thinks that i can make it uh given an opportunity so here comes the best part of it we had like 11 people in the university team that were really really good like few people senior of mine few people junior of mine couple of them currently work for Rajasthan Royals as data analysts right so they sit with the Australian cricket team with the Rajasthan Royals uh, IPL team and they figure out how to get people out and it's a startup so again uh, they kind of work primarily to analyze the data again from a cricketer standpoint this gives you another important thing that i can still bowl to a virat kohli Although I'm not in the TV, but I can still bowl to Virat Kohli. I can still bowl. Yeah, that's my that's my own personal space. Right? That's a fantastic so, thing. Like you might not be the one chucking the ball, but you're the one devising the strategy, the pace, length, the line, the 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 tactics, which over when you'll throw this ball, how many overs of how many how many runs does Virat need to take before? So you're literally you are the brain the and tank, the yeah. bowler is the. Yeah, yeah. The the person doing the uh, work field. Correct. That's that so, interesting. I like that. I like that, that perspective a lot. That said, I 
bring in that thing that sports people who play sports we do not need to you know put them aside saying that you know these are sportsmen they don't have iq mm. uh you need to imbibe your sports and workforce because see now there's a crossover of data science and data analyst computer folks and video recording and and people having like like some camera skills getting into sports to find out how we can improve quality of sports or create like a, a winning habit of the team right mm-hmm. it's in it's it's very predominant in epl as well like in the premier league where people play football uh, people need to figure out imagine the stakes are so high people need to figure out how to stop messi for world cup right so that he doesn't score and and then they train regularly and there are billions of dollars pumped into that as well and i'm pretty sure they will go to the level of researching what is his vo2 max levels what how uh, soon does his body create lactic acid in his muscles so they will fucking yes. study all of that shit right yes yes do you think it's easy it's not easy it, we just need to create such opportunities and not have people like byjus and all those like nutrition uh, centers corrupt that system it's it's a very amazing system we can create specifically with the kind of talent pool we have in india so many number of kids and so many of people around it we can use that to a different level specifically you, with the kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically with the kind so of specifically with the kind of like uh, interest and the passion that we as indians share when we are into something right like, be it cricket be it like music be it like arts or like any politics yeah that's all that you can use that for that <laughs> so then uh, in that case what you're telling is or what i would like to add to what you're saying is that a company or a government government will never invest in something like this it has to be privatized it will have to be like a privatized uh, company but working in collaboration with the government because the government is the board the bcci whatever even bcci is private right yeah so i would say the government would need to provide a platform while my view and me as people would have to you know take up the share and correct correct take up things up and so that we we have that platform correct again so you have to probably science, get like the the company that owns the lord stadium or whatever the hospitality whatever the the holdings group that owns the lords stadium ka venue and makes money off it probably those guys would invest a stake in yes. let's say it's called something like uh uh saint technologies yeah yeah right that's fine so saint technologies is working in this grassroots level in india to help create a better a uh, biological a better physical approach to the sport to create world class sportsmen and not just athletes who will have dahi lassi and chicken and meat but athletes who will literally train like international athletes maybe not change their diet and all but train like that and i think something like this is only truly sustainable if these indian i don't think india in there is any unless maybe unless reliance invests in same technologies or like let's say tata invests in same technologies i'll give you a very simple example of of that you have yeah. a singapore uh, i would say like a poster behind you right f1 f1 has that all the time engineers are working to make the car faster every freaking day mm. right it's not easy i mean it's a team of people doing it There's a reason why Mercedes, for almost like five to six years now, has been in top. Hamilton, yes, is a damn good driver. Like, is is like a prodigy that comes like once in a lifetime kind of thing. But Vettel is no less right. Like, 
other drivers as well, like Verstappen, everyone are, are no less. But it's the machine that you have that helps them to get Correct. get better of that machine, off, right? So, yes. Again, Mercedes have invested money. The engineers have the platform now to build on top of that entire system and Understood. get things done. Understand the the rules. Torres now, I I keep hearing this new thing. McLaren has cheated for 2021, like how uh, like like how I think Racing Point did last year, right? So that's one reason why I am so close to F1 because of the science part of it being there. Like engineers working to make it fun. Yes, obviously Netflix has like a big share of me getting that concentration also into it. Uh, with you know the, the drive to survive, drive to survive, drive to survive. So, so again, you will see more of my context comes from TV and uh, like science fiction in general. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. Because that that's where I've understood the psyche of the person, and okay, this is how it works. Fine, I'm going to do this to improve it if you want it, right? So, yes, there is always crossover. See, F1 is another example. There's I have crossover. a quick question here, okay? Because you, I'll forget this. um you just said that no that you use the technology to identify the psyche of a person do you think if you see the technology usage habits of an individual you can determine his personality type at least take a fair guess at it there is it's like a this this like a gray area and i'll answer it yes and no uh it's like understanding a child um when i was a child my parents understood certain or not understanding a child it's like training a dog i would say When you train a dog, you don't still understand what the dog is thinking, right? You can give it commands to say like, "Hey, you know what this means that you stop," and the dog understands eventually with like training and you doing it repeatedly again and again. Now, computer system does the same thing. It's not doing something out of the blue. Or no, like magic box in the you know voodoo. If someone's like throwing dust or something like that, right? It's it's the same thing that's happening, but the I get the insecurity in that space because insecurity comes specifically like you know what, as species, and I think you've you've touched on that with with Achintya as well. And it was great to see Achintya also after a long time in honor podcast, but that's it. But we Achintya, have been. Which species. I hope you're watching this podcast because already I've seen yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like um, saying he said that we have an opportunity species, which is so damn true. Yeah. Right. So we see an opportunity. and if you are developing something like let's say we're developing a system we don't want that opportunity of us going away that we are top of the food chain and someone else becomes top of the food chain right kind um, of creates like a huge problem in the ecosystem in general so again humans have been relatively new in the like entire world the world's been there from a long again i'm talking from a big bang when a physics standpoint uh but but the main sort of crux that i'm trying to highlight here is that yes that ai can understand the personality no it cannot change your habits it can it can give it can give you conditional reflex but something that is natural to you it cannot change that that's the main thing it could change your conditional reflexing to a to a standpoint that you might again have a uh, divided thought process and that's where my work comes in as a security professional like no this tool or this product is doing it wrong this is not correct we need to fix that and then eventually we fix the remaining supply chain of that that's going to be so i'll add to I'll, i i want to add a follow up to that you mentioned that ai can um, create the psychography but it cannot influence behavior correct yes wouldn't you say um again i'm speaking strictly in hypotheticals but not hypotheticals i'm i'm speaking uh, strictly in hyperbole 
uh wouldn't you say since the introduction of smartphones um human behaviors have changed like for example as a kid i never had this habit of as soon as i wake up wanting to check my notifications but now i have that wouldn't you say that maybe not ai but technology has changed my behaviors correct yes so uh earlier the way we used to interact with the world was through newspaper to mail as in by mail i mean letter so in the us they don't use letter the word letter i still remember i had a very weird experience and i said i didn't receive the letter and the lady looks to me very confused letter what do you mean like alphabet like a b c d i'm like no and i literally felt like those stand up comedians talking to me saying that you know when they go to uh, like a foreign country and they say like can you give me a bala wada and like what bala like legit like legit those things and i'm like i didn't receive the letter so like what do you mean by letter i'm like the, like the envelope and all of those things oh you mean mail i'm like oh yeah correct right so it's the exposure that we've been into mostly uh, again keeping the comic aside and i'm mostly looking into this uh, yes we've been driven in a way that the mode of communication the way of interaction happens to technology a lot uh, that's where that drive to be more working in technology and i kind of understand what you're trying to say that we tend to stay more indoors now than be outdoors when we were in the 90s that is so true right and that is not right in a way that you stay indoors so much uh, it it does not help your psychological and physical growth as well as a person um it is important you know and kind of people are also talking about like gyms and health and mental health so yes with new things coming up there will be new problems and there will be new ways to address those problems so that's kind of my way of looking at it so right anything that comes up will be good we'll also have bad so we'll have to pick that up as as it is we'll have to make sure that the bad does not it's kind of a yin and yang kind it's of controlled thing. or it's regulated yeah. the bad is regulated yeah. so even if there is bad there will be some good in that bad that's always that that's how the society will work so that's what i'm saying so people who come up with these philosophies and this thought process they had something in their mind that gave them this idea that you know this is how the thing works this is how the thing operates uh, obviously they had a very uh, high level understanding of it now we are you know getting into like the like the dirty side of it like putting our fingers into something and breaking it open and digging yeah. is the same thing how we uh, like are like i think archaeologists look for uh, civil, old civilizations to see how the human race was behaving back then to improve what we can do now now we are seeing how will the human behavior behave going forward hopefully ai doesn't we don't have an age of ultron kind of a movie i got hope, it i like it i like it if you have an age of ultron kind of a movie like matrix yeah kind of that and we are becoming cyborgs and like you know it's like it's kind of funny that i can transform myself into a car and 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 truck and you know like go go to different different places if <laughs> cybernetic enhancements have been tried and tested and like they work would you opt for that like i i'm sure yeah. that i would change my my knees my legs my stomach so i can eat more food and i would like to change my windpipe so i can smoke more without worrying of dying so of cancer you, or something when you go on electricity when you go on electricity remember this will run out of charge you like some you will need a plug point to put yourself as a fast charger like i'm pretty it. sure that in see like already we have reached a stage in technology where i have dock charging that is that i put my phone on top of a dock it charges slowly but it does charge i do one better mm. i do one better 
let's make it that people go outside and the sun charges you that's fucking insane like so yeah why not but there are certain limitations i i feel to that okay uh, that becomes mainly your geographic limitations like people who are living in the mountains they will be slightly limited to less exposure people towards the equator slightly get more energy so i'm okay. all for that i think that's fantastic like you know like uh, you want your computer to run do 50 rounds in 20 minutes in a cycle to power up your computer I think no, no, things no. I like that. I don't want people to run. Yeah, like, I don't know, want people to run. Yeah, I get your point. So what we can do? You is- you earn mileage points on your home gym, and you use those mileage points to do like buy yourself an ice cream or you buy yourself like reward. Yeah, <laughs> reward yourself, right? Yeah, literally. So what I'm also thinking when you said that some people will not have access from a geographical standpoint to the sun, um, here comes my mind of using Dragon Ball Z kind of reference. Remember when Vegeta went into like the a monkey mode uh, where he created his own moon artificial moon yeah yeah we can do that that's very true so we that's have led true. that that have light that have like the same properties as the sun use that again these are so, all theory yeah these are all theory there are some of it that's put into practice uh, i am a very vociferous person for lifi we have wifi which is like wireless fidelity lifi is light fidelity which has more bandwidth more technologies can be put in together life has only been implemented i guess in germany and some parts of like some islands is being applied but uh, it's a very nascent technology that's like that's going to be up and running probably when we are past away but yeah it's like some justice it. league level of technology bro yeah could be yes so it's nothing but you're using the light to transfer your data imagine this and that's so interesting see how does it how does how does the system know that i need to transfer my data in this particular light ray and not that one oh amazing question this is like an interview question that i get all the time right so basically each bandwidth and i don't want to make it technical i'll, I'll try to keep it non technical each bandwidth has like a value theek okay? hai so each of this value let's imagine imagine this uh you at home have two drawers right one for keeping your socks and the other for keeping your uh, i would say your tie and stuff like that right you know and it's kind of also by by training the system like it's just one instruction right that left is for socks right is for tie correct so the same thing goes there you say the same thing to the system if it is going to the left channel it is going to xyz destination if it is going to the right channel it is going to abcd destination so that's how the thing happens and the only thing yeah. so when i just finish that off yeah yeah, yeah yeah go ahead so what that happens is you need to have that same kind of a setup in both location it's kind of a the simple language would be a receiver and a, a like a transmitter so you just configure them in the same way and then then they know what needs to be done they take care of the rest physics behind it so i have a question okay um this drawer analogy works when i know that my one compartment is this it's compartmentalized and this is compartmentalized there's no transference happening between them maybe the only transference is that they're in the same cupboard and i need to access them through the same door but after that they're still two individual drawers noise yeah which we call as noise in like communication we call this as noise yeah perfect so now what i'm asking you is when you're creating like is this the same as lidar lifi and lidar are the same I don't think so. I'm I'm not heard of this term lidar, but lifi. Lidar is, is basically is... where uh, right now. How do they do geographic mapping? Is that they do sonic, but lidar no, no, is no, where they will that's... have 15 helicopters, 
each transmitting a light ray and they are basically helicopters that are in grids so imagine like a a grid on top of a fo- of of the amazon rainforest and that grid is formed by helicopters that are carrying these lights yes kind of similar to that then yes so basically light fidelity is nothing but your data is being transferred on over light something like that yeah yeah so you now you can control you can control all your systems like your laptop i mean you can power systems your laptop your uh, microwave your refrigerator your geyser everything it's so like a home automated thing that's completely on your own so basically i can have one lidar output in my home and that can charge all the lidar iot systems that are connected to that lidar system perfect yes so yes. now i have a question okay uh, in this room i'm pretty sure that there are going to be more than five or six light bandwidths because i've got one diffuser light two tube lights sunlight and then there's a normal light of the room in this environment the lights are not compartmentalized right it's diffusing with one another in this situation if i have to relay data from here to there where i know that my light is going to diffuse with other light how do i train my sender or my sending node to mm. ensure that it only sends in this light frequency like how i'm saying it is like it, it might sound very dumb i got a question it. I I got a question. How does that happen? And so the drawer so, analogy works where it's compartmentalized, where I know yeah. that in this pipe there's only this light, and it will only go on this cable. But I'm saying in a in a room like this, or like in a mall, answer, or like a data center, how does it? Sure. Let me go ahead and answer that. So this is where your phones and everything, which they come with microchips, as in like microprocessors and microcontrollers, have scaled to a next level. Putting rovers on a moon. is not a joke right so you have a microprocessor that that can that can control what goes where and they can be as miniaturized as you want right uh, and they have amazing computation power like imagine people like your microprocessor which is like this small i would say like a like a chip card of your credit card right like a chip of a credit card and it has 16 gb of processing ram right that is a huge Think for your room specifically. So if you have four lights, boom, that's so easy, right? So the microprocessor controls and manages the processing of the data, which goes where. Then the architecture of the computer comes in. Like if you remember the what we learned in eighth grade, like the ALU, the logical processing, what goes where, and and all of that gates comes into. Yes, correct. Those gates and those those things come into picture. Not only gates, but it's also the processing and threads and. Who to manage what and what to do? Like the processor does that for you. Even in this case, like I am assuming that in this case, or maybe I'm not getting uh, the I'm not getting the the framework of how li- uh, LiFi works, right? In a LiFi system, is it quite similar to like I use Ethernet cable? Like my I don't know if you can see it. I'm always using Ethernet because I don't believe I don't believe Wi-Fi is the best way to do podcasts and stuff like that. The question I was asking about Wi-Fi is: in a Wi-Fi environment, are light of particular bandwidth grouped in a case so that there is no diffusion, or is the light just allowed to freely permeate? Because if it's allowed to freely permeate with each other, then how does the system divide that? Yes, while my light is being diffused by three other light spectrums. I have to make sure that it doesn't diffuse into any one of them and sticks to this. But if it's a closed Bang system, on. then I know it's not going to be problem. 
bang on. So you've put, you've actually answered the question as if it's certain pointers that you've put in. One is the bandwidth, right? So light works at a very wide bandwidth, right? So let's say we have transmitters and uh, like a receiver that works at a specific lower level bandwidth, two into 10 power seven, as in like two into 10 power eight, whatever is the light speed, right? I'm sorry, my physics might be bad right mm -hmm. now. But 2.73 into 10 to the power or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whatever the speed of light is, right? That's a huge space uh, uh, that you can use overall, right? So to transmit things, to shift things, to amplify things, again, that microprocessor that is there can do that. So it will switch it up in case if there is noise into like in terms of intrusion. Our security folks, that's a that's a lot of new work that people need to understand how technologies operate. Uh, basically, for a security person, the problem is solved if I understand how one thing works. If I know it's working model, I can then take like a imagine like this. You have a, a like a plumber or your electrician who goes and puts a screwdriver everywhere to see whether this nut is weak or that nut is weak, and then you just fix that, right? Um, from a security perspective, my job remains that. So I need to know a little bit of everything, but not a little bit of uh, all the things that's going on. I need to know how it works and then find problems, what can break it, and then just patch the tool. So it's, so a, it's a matter of you knowing what are the different logic situations that can arise in this system, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's mentally, as I said, like, uh, even the F1 engineers get mentally tired. It's mentally very exhausting and it requires a little bit of like good amount of logical thinking. As well. So you could, yeah. So you could say that a lot of your job will be basically sitting in a room and asking yourself, if I create this one tool, what are the 99 ways people can abuse it? And what are the 99 ways I can make sure it's never abused again? Okay. Yes. It's the same thing as in sport in cricket, Virat Kohli or Suresh Raina or someone might not be able to play the bouncer. Like India goes to Australia, India knows that they're going to pepper with bouncers, right? So they got to know a way to mitigate that so that you know how you can minimize the damage to a bouncer. As simple as that. And that's why I like cyber as well, because it brings in that blend of sport. Imagine this, Hamilton's running on like soft tires and the survival of the tire, as in the life cycle of the tire is like another two laps. He has three laps to go. He needs to know how to manage his tire and still maintain like his time speed, speed and, and yeah, and still be first in that entire. Right. So it's a matter of knowing what is the average speed that I need to maintain in the entire, uh, basically if I've got three laps to go and I've got Verstappen four seconds behind me and I've got right. only two, two fast laps worth of time left on my tires, then I have to ask myself in which lap, what is Verstappen's tire situation like? When do I expect him to push? Is it going to be on the first lap, the second lap or the third lap? And accordingly, I'll have to make sure that I push in the other two laps. Perfect. Yes. So it, it's your engineer's communication. It's the decisions that you make and also uh, how you can like sort of manage your tires overall and your system as well. So you don't burn out the engine. You don't push something that is not supposed to be pushed. So that, you know, you have a DNF. Knowing Although when to deploy how much energy into my tires yes. and stuff like that. Yes, yes, yes. So that so takes human skill. So it's the same with data and a malware is basically a piece of code that is either intentionally or unintentionally put there, which disrupts this process such that if there are checks that I need to do this first, second, third, fourth, it will basically fuck up that system so that the result that I get towards the end is fucked up because this is fucked up, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. So, so if so I want I'm, to topple the world bank, I'll have to figure out what are the kind of syntaxes they are running and create a malware, which 
basically like fucks that syntax up so that tomorrow if the world bank is built on a system where every 13 seconds it refreshes its exchange rates and then i remove that counter basically imagine i introduce a a malware which does not refresh that counter then for the entire day it's calculated based on that morning stock exchange value <laughs> think of how you can topple an economy like that dude. so i'll give you a better one the dot com burst if you heard of it uh, yeah. in 2000 people messed up as in to as programmers like you and me as children like in in school used to mess up that 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 there is ddmmyy like in the us is different it's mmdy i don't understand why there's so many different systems but anyways so ddmmyy is a is like a four character like a four character yy right if you have two yys then imagine when your counter goes to 00 it's a reset yeah of of the electronic circuit right you reset that system boom that's a burst dot com burst was in a hack it was a bug so so as a security engineer it's very important for me to understand what a bug is and what a security gap is as you said there are certain places there are bugs you can fix those bugs not a problem yes it's like a minimal loss the business might suffer a bug a is a shitty code uh, built as a result of my coding right it has no internal external influence or copy paste programmers currently work on copy paste I, I believe it or not, and and all our co-programmers and senior engineers and everyone will agree. Stack Overflow is your bible. Right? For me, if if I don't if I get stuck, uh, and people come to me and like, dude, I don't know like uh, what program. I'm like, have you looked at Stack Overflow? And has Stack Overflow given you an answer? And they'll be like, oh yeah, I did, and this is what the results they show. And then it kind of you know simulates from there. Mm. Uh, okay, what kind of code are you writing? What are you doing? And things. More or less, what I'm trying to say here is that people take code that is old code, maybe from an older system, a C system, or a Linux system, put it on a Windows system. That code might have certain bugs, and it sort of transfers into the into the new system as well. So, as an engineer, got it, got it, got it, got it. I got exactly what you're saying. We don't technically look at just bugs. We also like we do look at bugs, but bugs is not something that we handle. If it's a bug, we report it, saying that you know what, this is a bug, fix it. But if it's a security stuff, like a problem, let's say personal information that I get of yours, Aadhaar card details. This is a big thing that I was very like, looking towards, is saying that Aadhaar card linked to your income tax, like as in your uh, what what is that? Pan card. Uh, Pan card, correct. Yeah. So is linked to it. It gives the government certain accesses that they can view. India does yeah. not have laws from a privacy standpoint. they have gdpr uh, sorry no they have the gdpr laws but it's not strong enough for so you're saying the government can easily see how much money i'm making from where even if i don't file my income anymore the bjp the bjp it cell has so much power if you get any text right that vote for so and so and and you know what we are doing this it's because they are leaking information of some system that you might have given some information I would encourage you to go ahead and look at the Cambridge Analytica kind of like a hack that is there, right? Which it's again from a psychological standpoint how you can make people influence. Again, influence is the word I use to people to vote. Mm-hmm. So, so again, as a security professional, my job is to not do that because that hampers the product or the company that I'm working with from an image standpoint, giving me like a chore, chore, tum chore ho, tum chore ho. It's like a guilt thing. 
right so i don't want to be living with a guilt conscience all my life that you know i kind of succeeded in my life by living off like stepping on someone's shoulder and so you don't want to be like a corporate guy like that yeah exactly so all of that put together i don't want to be that kind of space uh that's where my entire policy and motive of life comes in back okay i want to do this i want to make it better it's got the factors of what i like personally as a person strategy uh, the the attack and defense kind of thing as sport right the decision making uh, things that i want so all of that put together i enjoy security that way mm. lifi as i said is a new technology so understanding as a security professional what's happening in there is key and then what are the 99 ways that can it can be broken and people do research on that so so that's why it's that important for uh for there to be um like if you've read harry potter not harry potter if you've read uh star wars okay. you will only learn about the light side of the force not the dark side of the force yes but yes. as a hacker yes. or as a data cybersecurity analyst if you're not learning what the fuck goes on here you can never be prepared for the kind of shit they like missiles they will launch at you and the ways they will launch yeah. at you so, so how do you guys ethically not ethically legally and ethically get that information or how is so like how do you how does if al qaeda is your bad guy is, is the hacker how do you guys learn about al qaeda trade secrets without being an al qaeda member you know what i'm trying to say right yes so basically there are a lot of conferences it's not again i said like a network is tightly knit doing certain certifications helps uh it gives you an opportunity to interact on the forums and you can youtube defcon or you can put a link of defcon below the description of the podcast and help people see how a defcon uh as in people how they hack at defcons right a simple social engineering call could be like you know what uh, i find this on your name scare you up big time and you give up your credit card number that's one uh, call up your phone line as in call up your phone service like airtel well you know what my husband's locked out i'm in a very dangerous situation and i need you to help and it's human to human conversation humans are empathy like show empathy in general so if they show empathy saying that okay i'm going to give you your username password of your husband boom you have you have access to that uh user id like you have access to that account that's it right so it's not only that that's a very like a small low hanging fruit in terms yeah. of yeah but but the overall perspective is that that kind of keeps you going what's happening either from a current system standpoint or what's going to happen in the future so that's kind of the community that you know meets and i don't want to i think i can i can do that but let, let me see if i can put that on the recording as well so if i turn on my snap camera we basically on that con- conference look like this so let's see if it if it pops up you can edit that out what's a snap camera so you might have seen something that happens on the uh, how do i put it like you might have seen that there are certain zoom calls that go like bad right like there's a call going on and the snap like there is a filter that's been there on that call and they don't understand what's happening Okay. So I right. can only see like snap camera. I can't see your face anymore. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up the hacker uh, the the thing. Oh, okay. I'm trying to see if there's if there's a setting thing that I need. Why don't you just share your screen? 
No, I'm not trying to shame. So it'll come up on the, as in it's like a filter. It's like a filter on my face, like a Snapchat filter on my face that will show me as a hacker, and then I cannot give my presentation. But anyway, so that that's currently <laughs> out on my system. Like some Mr. Robot like thing, you will look like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and then you can change your voice. Yeah, you can change your voice and be like, uh, you can do funny stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of like the Darth Vader kind of like things of Star Wars that you can also invite. So we have as security professionals, we love Star Wars, we love uh, Star Trek, we love uh, science fiction in general. Anything that science fiction, it it trends viral as in it goes viral from a meme perspective. And Taylor Swift, uh, that's another thing. I don't I don't know why Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift is a very popular thing in America. Let me ask you a question. Uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything fiction. I mean, no, uh, non-fiction. It's purely fiction. How would you hack into the Bat Batman Batcave as a data security? Okay. Guy? If not as a cyber security guy. You mean. As a cyber security guy. Yeah. So if I'm trying to get into Batman system. Uh, or oh, let me ask you a question. So understand what you would do better. Tell me what are the prepping you will do. Like how would you try to hack into his different touch points of his life? That's what I'd like to know. Coming back to that question that I asked you, Batman. Uh, yeah, yeah Batman. How would you hack into? Uh, how would you hack into the Batman's life and spy on him without him knowing? So, first would be introducing him to people uh, that he generally goes in social events. That's an easy. Like a lowest easy way to get it. The other introducing as I understand that. So imagine this: Bruce Wayne is a businessman. He goes to a lot of business events, right? So Bruce Wayne, imagine at a business event. Now these days with business events, you have Wi-Fi available at that place, right? He logs in from his mobile, which will have some credentials or some input and some connection homing back to his uh, back cave. I can use that. Device or that meeting initiate some. So you send me a Zoom link right now, right, for that conversation. You can embed something else onto the Zoom link, and when I click on it, because I touched you, I click on it. I hope it's open Zoom, but you can also, you know, create a persistent connection later on. Like a phishing. Not a phishing. It's it's basically a redirection. Is what is that? So. So I can basically have like a. Uh, crypto mining script in my Zoom link so that every time when you download or open the link, that like it installs a crypto mining app on your PC or something. It's not a crypto mining. It's just a script. It's like this. It's like a spy. It just listens to what you do. That's it. It's not nothing to do with crypto. Nothing to do with crypto is more from a uh, like bringing down and breaking down. Uh, I would say there are certain things that are encrypted, and you break down those encryption chains. So that's a different like orthogonal place. Let's not go there for a while because crypto and blockchain is again like Li-Fi is a very new thing that's coming into people's life. Crypto and blockchain more recent, as in it'll come in more recently compared to like Li-Fi is coming. It'll Fair come enough. in 20, 30 years. Understood. Um, so that's one way. What else can we do? What else can you do? How can you tap into his life with him as Batman? So the other thing is. Uh, Let's hope that Alfred here comes becomes our friend, right? Uh, we can use that aspect that try to exploit Alfred 
and see how we can get into the space the mm-hmm. other way that the third way that can be is also looking at saying uh you know they're using a very old system system with a vulnerability uh, that that we found or or the best thing have a malware like this is the best and like the top ones which you see on those cartoons as well uh is is when like you have a timer set up by joker and you know this homes to his system right that's like a, that's like the elite and the hard ones to do right because you need to bypass firewalls you need to bypass security checks within the system you need to bypass something at the kernel that's in the system you need to corrupt the motherboard to a level and then get into that right so yes it's available in cartoons you can enjoy that but as a hacker like people do it but on an honest scale they do it uh, in your cyber warfare side when a country is attacking like in israel is attacking uh palestine like say united states yeah like united i didn't states. mean to say that i didn't mean to say that <laughs> <laughs> we still hold the power of edit so we can like but from a conversation perspective we can keep that you know in but technically yeah so so the next kind of warfare i'm just touching on this a little is going to be more on the web uh three things help you in your life power food and internet i shut down your power you go mad right and internet and power kind of like goes side by side i shut down i i shut down your food i shut down electricity like i shut down your water supply i shut down internet that's it that country is dead it's off the grid it's off like it's you don't have to, i don't have to develop a nuclear bomb perspective again i'm not talking anything it's security being like like a we're not trying to make uh, we're trying to give people ideas but, but technically hackers have the i mean people in dark web um have such power um that they can shut down a country if given the right amount of resource and the money so, this reminds me of that movie die hard 4 but there's a fire yeah. sale that happens in the US right where they shut yes, down the yes. internet uh they shut down the news and then they shut down something else i forgot so yeah because if i am to invade another country the only way that that country can speak out is if they can connect with other countries out there but you take that away and you create mass panic and hysteria in the country then there's a lack of faith between people they start fighting among themselves and you just go and you clean up we can use that as an example saying what happened in jammu and kashmir again i'm not kind of put bad upon the government over here but, but they didn't have internet access they didn't they, their life was almost in isolation right they had curfews and there were things that were that that were also not humanely right got it so yeah that's one way of like you know cutting off the entire connection to the global world and slowly allowing them to like rot and kill themselves on their own that's one space that you can always put but security again my job is to help them not to do that people do take decisions that are drastic so that's on them and i just i don't part, sign off on that uh, you Go don't ahead, sign yeah. off on i don't sign off on that like if they say they're doing it i'm like okay i'm not putting my signature on this this is not authorized by me uh, it's your risk you do it uh, i'm fine with it if there is a news headline tomorrow my name shouldn't be there because i didn't sign up it's clearly put in document and i have my legal team that taking care of the rest <laughs> so yes jaiman could come and pitch a thing saying that please jaiman help me 
in a, in a corporate way of me. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, so that brings me to pretty much like my my last question of the day, and um, I'd like this to slightly help us uh, bring closure to our podcast. Um, what's next for you? What do you see yourself doing for the next year? uh mostly i hope that the company that i look forward to join it's a, there are certain legal things that's there in the us something called as the worker authorization card that you get as soon as i get that uh join uh, the company uh, that i mostly be working with uh, looks like will have a lot of travel as well involved in it going to different different places explore that uh take advantage of you know At least not as a cricketer, if I couldn't travel as as like a, a cyber security person, if I'm going to travel, like a cyber security engineer, uh, if I get to travel, why not uh, take that opportunity, uh, meet new people, understand what they think from security perspective, uh, drive fast cars. Uh, I I really want so two things that I really want to do: go to a track, hit 100 or 150 miles per hour, and like you know, you're legit like having your life at your hands, and you know, you you go into a chicane. You're going through an apex, you're turning, you're drifting, you know, that kind of a driving, like that kind of adrenaline rush, something that I really want to do. The other thing would be specifically from that is like keep my other hobbies, as in like music, drumming, like start them up again because there was a part of my life that I used to enjoy, right? We used to chill, we used to all like have fun stuff, keep going around, right? Do that. and meet more people and share their cultural experiences what they are doing in life in general and how we can make the world a better place help people specifically in education if i can contribute back to that and bring them not in specifically to the us but allow them to you know explore the them. geographies of the world exactly kind of have have like a blank canvas give them the opportunity of having a canvas paint whatever they want on their life and use life as a experience and journey what what wherever they want to go it's not result oriented and it's not grades oriented your grades don't dictate how good you are trust me i am not a topper anvay knows it i am not a topper i am no like amazing person who knows everything i know things to a certain extent but that's it right uh, and that's where my i forgot the speed of life aha uh-huh. yeah and i and i kind of okay with that i don't i don't believe in uh, knowing everything because you know you don't believe in yeah so be hands on be whatever you like your grades literally don't matter again i don't want to be sounding like an uncle saying that oh your grades don't matter grades don't matter but it's the it's is the entire journey of where you go how you want to do it and utilizing those opportunities and i kind of want to create a platform of people having the opportunities on the one and for free specifically we make it for free i don't want to charge people for it it's kind of bad if you charge for it. i feel it's like an unethical thing that you do you know so if i can like Hey, you know what? You want to talk to me? If you want to talk, imagine this. People do this when we become friends. You want to talk to me? You pay me ten bucks. I'm like, what? Seriously? Right? Ten bucks that's an hour. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of a trend that you're going towards. Like, you pay me ten bucks an hour, I'll talk to you as a friend. I'm like, what? That doesn't work out, right? That's like a. You start your OnlyFans. OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Okay. But yeah. Then, then let me ask you a question for me. Okay. I'm 26, gonna turn 27 this year, November. I'm I'm 12th pass. I didn't finish my undergraduation, but I'm working as an account director in my company right now. I really want to do a PhD in psychology. 
especially okay. cognitive cognitive neuroscience and behavior analysis like how behavior works human behavior so what is the time i have left in my hand for foreign universities to accept me and say i will give you a fucking phd and what is so, the things that i need to gear up and start thinking right now if i really want i really i really want a phd i don't care about my masters i don't care about my uh, uh, undergrad as much i want the journey of being able to work on my phd in this this field what do you right, recommend yeah. so technically you will still have to do an undergrad because internationally i'll do all of it all i'm saying is my focus is not ki mereko college mein jaake undergrad karna my focus is i want to do something in this field so even if i'm doing a shitty undergrad or a shitty diploma just to get to that masters i'm good with it what would you recommend exactly it's a journey right so that's what i'm saying in that journey itself uh you'll again age not being the barrier here uh you'll have to just look at one thing uh you will have to give certain exams like let's say if you're going to europe you'll have to give certain exams if you're going to the us you have to give a sat or a gre or whatever right so once you give those exams you still have the opportunity to propose your engaging statement of purpose and your letter of recommendation to the people that you work with saying this is the level of you know expertise or interest you have in this particular field right and you've contributed back into the field with that said people then assess because academics is generally the best way to assess an academic and academia kind of a field it's just a statistic that gives them again ishan sharma has an average of 2 in cricket right this is just an example but can ishan sharma not score 100 yes he can can i think he did no one game he really blasted sixes i remember yeah something like that right so i'm just saying i'm just throwing some like examples of that so it's not about the problem is is not the opportunity the opportunity can still come along but the thing that you'll have to do is you'll have to complete your undergrad and once you have your undergrad you can obviously you do a phd directly it's like it'll be like a seven years kind of in total education period that you will go through and, and that's it can i, I know people this time yeah yeah so phd in the united states phd in, in europe is paid it's a job it's not as in your paid stipends so you as in they maintain as in they make sure that you have a lifestyle and a life like a sustainability of food on your table uh, like how you see a rooftop of my head you have all of that right can, can i also have a job on the side if i'm able to manage it like say for example i'll tell you what i mean by that say i use the next 2 years to build myself an online business can i keep running that online business over there while doing my phd on the side as long as i'm able to manage my time will that be a legal that's thing that's correct yes that's again every country has a different rules and regulations for it uh if it's youtube for example they don't care but if it's like a work that you do outside of campus specifically i'm not talking about the us uh you just have a 20 hour minimum uh quota uh, because if you go beyond that you're basically not using the the system that has been given to you to study but to make money so that's kind of the thing that they don't want you to be doing because previously people have come here with a different visa and and you know uh, they do something else again financial background all kept aside but the focus of that entry is that you will finish your degree right so you finish your degree that's your first priority yes you can work 20 hours irrespective of on campus off campus youtube online business you can go ahead and do that and the europe is different in the europe it's it's in like europe and australia is different you can do 
anything as part time that's okay they don't till the time you're managing your time is what i understand so far. fair yeah. enough so even if i am doing this business uh like basically how i'm seeing it is like say for example spend the entire like how my day works now is i wake up i do my flute practice music practice whatever start my day work at the end of the work day i do my podcast work similarly wherein over there i will spend the entire day doing my whatever work that is studies that is maybe 2 hours in the night just do a podcast which will or whatever articles or podcast that's fine will that get counted as a 20 hours or is that just something i'm doing on my side no so till the time you're not you're not getting like you're not getting paid for it is bottom line what they care what they care like as in you're getting paid as in uh you're making money that is humongously huge and that goes beyond so you said 2 hours right you, your work is 2 hours and you say like maybe editing is something you do as like a leisure thing right so that doesn't count so 2 hours is what you're working on the entire day fair enough you have 18 hours remaining on your quota that you can do other things as well so more or less that works i i know students who have youtube channels as you might see us people who are doing vlogging while studying masters or doing undergrad right so they they utilize their youtube work as like leisure they mention it as leisure uh while they are like teaching assistants like while they have a 20 hours so if if my business is making me money in india is it still part of the 20 hours that i have to spend there no no if it's making in india it doesn't count that's the, that's what i'm saying so it's an online business i am not working in the us with us clients i'm working with the same sort of clients that i have that's fine yeah then it, it doesn't it get counted as a working hours right yeah. they don't care yeah they don't care about that because that's it's, the plan i have i don't want to take a loan or anything i want to have a business which is paying my education bills and i'm studying and self sustaining myself so, technically you might find it a challenge uh, from the uh, visa officer to stamp your because they understand and these guys just understand flat numbers right so you might have to show them certain figures certain bank balances and certain figures that you have other than your online business if you have certain like lump sum amount of money that can help you survive again is just that one year if you know how to survive that one year and you show that sort of financial statement to them So it makes more sense to show something like I have so much lump sum which I have saved over the last five years than to show that I have a continuous stream of income. So it yes, would make yes. more sense to have something like my my business is paying me a salary. That's how yes. I see it, right? My business, the which yes. I which I own and run, is paying me a salary. Correct. Clients yeah. are not paying me. Clients are paying my business, and my business yeah. is paying me at the end of it. Yeah, and you can show it's, that as a savings account. Yeah. and like i can show that as a savings account right exactly exactly and that works that works perfectly fine you have full opportunity uh to be as in i can share you some i can forward you some links of people doing that again youtube 20 hours of work as well so they they manage both it's it's allowed it's not a problem um so anything that's it. online yeah exactly it's how you use that opportunity and so the main again the purpose is because you've come here to study let's say you're on a student visa the main agenda is that you graduate like you don't fail the course nobody wants you to fail the course that's like a positive thing in like a uh, like a foreign country they want to do everything and anything to help you succeed in your career it's not a competition and your professors literally 
take initiative and workload because they want you to do well so even if you don't understand and that's the reason why in masters and phd you find like the uh, student ratio being very small it's like 10 is to 1 or 1 is to like 10 students and one professor or five six students and one professor that's mm-hmm. the and phd it's even more filtered it's like one advisor and one or two advisor and one student one student working with them so that's kind of the wave that you go with so they want you to succeed that's the main nobody wants you to fail and and that's kind of helped me also to build my you know my mentorship my group uh the not in the group at the university but also in my career people i speak to in general from security standpoint so they have been very pivotal in my role of you know where i am right both understood recommendation of letter perspective and also general perspective in life like this is what i'm thinking this is what i want to do what is your yeah what is your perspective around it? you know they like okay although i have my parents to use that because both of them are it uh, my mom still working with ibm which is a great thing for her um my, my dad's like clear it and she's like yeah this is i'm i'm done i don't want i want to you know go into my uh, hey chill years now. and you know chill exactly made a lot of money you know so we we we've done our stuff you know it's much more easier like so yeah so being second generation it that exposure again and that's why i was initially very vociferous about that exposure is key mm-hmm. you give the right that, exposure that shows that like in the entire conversation that we have had a lot of it has relied around your the mindsets that you have <clears throat> and that shows like it's it shows that you're not like tum kaam nahi kar rahe ho kaam karne ke liye you know what i mean exactly i more enjoy i enjoy what i do you like yes, the creation process have... and the deconstruction process yes even i am i get demotivated at sometimes because oh so much work i know i need to get this done stressful not getting that's part of enough. your yeah that's part that exactly you not getting paid enough so that's part of even a cricketer has stress when he underperforms right that he might get dropped so it's the same thing it's it. it's every job has that you live and die by that sort like i'm not saying you get dropped in cyber but <laughs> you you do get you do get a kind of uh, if you're not upskilling then you're getting redundant in no time yeah you're going to you're going to get like some firing of some sort from your boss saying that you know what this quality was bad and you know it looks bad upon us and mm. and there'll be repercussions again repercussions would be that headline you see my name on a headline that means something broke that i made and that is bad that is bad in very ways ivanka trump's nude photos leak because sane privacy <laughs> app yeah it's breached or something like that could be and and then trump and uh, i think i, I think what kushner is yeah, kushner is trump and kushner are behind the uh, with with like a huge sort of lawsuit that's going on If I win that lawsuit, I'm happy. I'll hey, but it's an, if you have an LLP, then it's you're not privately <laughs> obligated to anything. So yeah, could be, could be. So so those are things that we can we can you know venture later into. So <laughs> it's yeah. all a matter of knowing how the system works and how you can hack the system or how the system can be hacked and making sure that it's not used in a wrong way. That's pretty that much the correct. premise. That is correct. That is that is absolutely what we're trying to do here. So. more or less in the next couple of years security is now going to become like software engineer kind of thing everyone's becoming a security person right so gone are the days of sds sorry sd people uh, so everyone mostly now going to be like as a security is going to be core of everything that you do 
I understand. Uh, With so didn't... much data being collected across so many touch points and human population increasing so many multifold, and the whole China stand saying we are going to be a completely new fucking psychosphere of our own, I can totally understand why yes. so, it's going so, to be increased. And I yeah, think a... in the future, when you have IoT baby mouth things and IoT old people spectacles, then you'll have that much more touch points and that much more data coming in. That's correct. So the biggest thing with COVID, COVID, although COVID has been like a very big thing uh, globally, COVID has also helped uh, healthcare centers to go digital, right? Um, and since they've gone digital, imagine this. Like I've heard of this happening in Australia. You have a QR code, and your data is being sent for contact tracing, right? So like I visit a restaurant, I'm making payments. So we we understand Paytm, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm visiting a store. Now I'm going to buy something. I scan the QR code. It's immediately sending da- like data into my healthcare center, saying that you know this is the population of this place currently. Your police can immediately react, saying that okay, there are too many people in this. We need to maintain social distancing. And in case if there is a COVID outbreak, we have a contact tracing of how we can uh, isolate people as well. So that's a fantastic thing using uh, technology, right? Mm-hmm. Now. What can go wrong in this completely is simply that someone uses the uh, entire data and gives them like an incorrect information to them, saying that you know all these people are COVID positive while they are not. So you forcefully take them and isolate them, correct? So Appetite. yeah, that like that, that's like the negative side of it, like the exact opposite, right? So that's how security people live by, and and hopefully. Uh, more and more people join in security and they can enjoy this ride that we have been doing. I understand. All I can yeah, say yeah, right we can now talk is... about dark web. We can talk about dark web. Like I can just give an intro about dark. Web. I think what we should do is we should do another podcast because uh, I want to yeah, let's... end this one here and let people mull over the philosophy of cybersecurity as a as a thing. You know, mm-hmm. and then I want to do another round of interviews wherein all the people who appear for my season two, I will do second round of podcasts where we delve even more deeper into that same topic. So that's okay. when I want to get into cybersecurity and I want to get into your cricket a little bit more in depth over there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this one, I wanted people to understand, like we are sitting on this side of the screen. That's what the guy on the other side of the screen is thinking and doing. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get get the understanding of the viewer and see what exactly. the feedback is. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Again, for me also, that's important from a usability perspective. Is this like how Nokia went out of business and Apple went up with like saying we are touchscreen phone? Throw away the Nokia. <laughs> like, like that's how Steve Jobs used it. Right? So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, it's two thirty as well, and yeah, you can edit that out. Uh, it's 2:30 a.m. there, no? Yeah, yeah. We are two time zones away. It took yeah. a huge uh, effort for us to bring each other into the same time zone. I'm uh, glad yeah, we did. Was, it. Yeah, yeah. There were several chats saying that. Okay, now, no, no. Wait, hang on. Now, no, now, now. Yeah. Several Problem chats giving... and challenges. <laughs> like yeah, my printer's yeah. gone, giving me missed calls now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and. and, and no, it's all right. So thank you, Saradeep, for coming. Thank you for. um your patience and thank you for sharing key insights of the way you look at the world with us because that's what 
I connect with the most. How do people look at the world and how it's different from I, me looking at the world and stuff like that. So any closing thoughts that you'd want to leave the people with and maybe you can sign us off today and then I'll just give a final sign off. Sure. Again, two things. Uh, keep, stay humble, keep hungry. The other thing is that uh, power is corrupting. So if you have power, don't use it for wrong things. Uh, we don't want people to use identity theft or any sort of credit card scam or anything. It's stressful. Come on, don't be a creep. Is what I want to say. Don't 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 spy on people either. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a creep. That's what I say again. Awesome, Soyadeep. Thank you so much. And this is until we meet again. Bye. Sure. Have an awesome yes. weekend. You too, mate. You too. See you, brother. <laughs>